So, my love, why are we here? We are here because people have questions. A lot of questions on the church. Um, If you've listened to Naked Church podcast before, then you are aware that previously my wife and I tried to answer some of those questions of the church and why do we do what we do? The reality is, I think the church in America is a little bit of a mess, to Mm. put it lightly, you know, and you don't say, and I think a lot of that is just because (laughs) people are afraid to maybe answer the questions, the real questions that people have, you know? Yeah. And so we want to be an unfiltered dialogue. That's nice. On things pertaining to the church where we don't shy away from answers, even if they're a little bit blunt or harsh. And we want people though to take those and maybe it gives them biblical language, but also teach them hopefully move forward in a humble obedience to what they've learned that's what i would say what would you say (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i asked the question so that you can answer i understand that but what would you say because that's why i'm here you know but i don't want to assume that you don't have more thoughts or a different angle that you come from you know that was the thing that people loved about this podcast when we did it a couple years back you had a very unique voice and we have different i think lenses in which we we come to this conversation so yeah well thank you um no i mean i think that that covers the the purpose of why i guess talk about any of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast why come together and have these conversations because you know we've seen so so often firsthand just how people are dying to have these conversations and um I think our experiences have thankfully and graciously, you know, by God's provision, allowed us to be able to help people find biblical language for their own experiences. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just helps us to hopefully be able to guide people in, uh, in that way of, of humility while also like, Hey, here's the Bible and here's God and here's his heart and don't abandon that conviction. You can walk in obedience and you can do it humbly. So, um, I love that. I don't, I don't have anything else to add to that. Um, except I guess it, maybe we could, we could share about why we specifically are here because we definitely, I think have different lenses to some extent. We have a lot of overlap. Yeah, definitely. We have a lot of good, good conversations where like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm tracking right with you. But then also I ask very different questions than you would ask. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and maybe you're a little more holistic in your thought process, you know, um, where I'm kind Ooh, of, yeah. I could have some edges, you know, I get real uh, existential. You know? Yeah. So yeah, but simultaneously, right. We've been married for over a decade, so a lot of our experiences are shared. And so, yeah, I think the reality is, you know, we have found in ourselves a very holy discontent, I believe, mm-hmm. with the state of the church and the way that it is. Um, yeah. And the more you travel around the world, the more you see different cultures, you see the church yeah. in, in wherever. Like, we just got back, I just got back with Andy and some others from Pakistan, and the reality is when... You see the church in that light and you, no matter what culture you go to, it it just doesn't quite look like America anywhere else. Yeah. You know, but yet 
when you talk to people here, we're very much in this like box of what it looks like um, in what America. What it has to be. What it has to be, yeah. Um, even the way we church plant, right? You yeah. know, if you go church plant, you go through any of these organizations that help you church plant, you go through your denomination that helps you church plant. I mean, there's a there's yeah. a the statistics on like, this is how you church plant. I mean, there's a formula and, and on a lot of these denominations or organizations, they won't even let you church plant if you don't go through the certain formula. Like we yeah. literally got this down to a science in America. And we've also described, you know, what we'll even call a church or not, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like someone just kind of like shepherding 10 people through in their living room, like certainly isn't a church. No, and that's a life so, group, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Obviously. You know, you hang on Pakistan and that's that's a full functioning church. Ah, you, and then but what what about the Bible? What, what would God call that? What would we say in the Bible? That's where I come in immediately. I'm like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, totally. And so I, the the problem with it and this is why we're here is at the end of the day you find yourself over time comparing what you see in the American church and comparing what you read in the word and it's not enough to just say a lot of people go, well, you know, you'll never find a perfect church. So, you know, if you, if you find one, don't go there cause you'll ruin it. That's like the saying, right? Yeah. And so yep, the thing is, the reality is like, that's a little bit of a like excuse. Like there, there's a, there's a misnomer to that because God has prescribed what the church could look like. Yeah. And will will it, we ever find a perfect one? No, but it doesn't mean we need to be a part of a wayward one. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, the church structures that we see, like there, there's a lot of straight up idolatry in the way we do things, whether it's showmanship and like the music, whether it's the celebrity pastor, whether it's just poor stewardship and the money or whatever. And the reality of this is, is that it leaves people hurt. And oh, then yeah. oftentimes the church points to those people and just says, hey, you're bickering, you're complaining, you're discontent. And sometimes yeah. that's true. Like there is a truth to that. But underneath all those, even if they come across in the worst ways we shouldn't disregard the message because of the messenger and i think that that's a key key aspect of like why i'm passionate to even sit down and have this conversation because i've met hundreds of those people yeah i mean probably thousands at this point around the world that just kind of are confused at what in the world is going on in the american church like what is happening and and i don't want to like just you know it's hard when we say american church right we're not there are probably very good bodies in every city you know, of, of believers. So maybe we should just define that. When we say American church, we're talking about the glitz, the glam, the showmanship, the celebrity pastors. We're talking about, uh, you know, the above and beyond. And then some of the general structures in which we like tell people, you know, how, yeah. what the, in the ways man prescribes what the church could be and should be, as opposed to just taking God as word and what he says, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, part of that passion, I think, just comes from, like, we, we need to talk about this. There needs to be a dialogue, you know? And we tried this a couple years ago. We did, like, 20 episodes or something. It was awesome. We did. I also just hate social media. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, it was yeah a, I'm there. It, it was a fun time. And that was a very beautiful season of our life to see the ministry that happened literally just online. Yeah. And so if some of you are returning even to this podcast as you're uh, here and you're, you're listening, like, Thank you for the encouragement and, you know, all those conversations we had in the past. That Thanks impacted for coming a, back. Yeah, it impacted <laughs> a lot of people. I was shocked. I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think even that break, you know, it, it was important for me, you know, I'll speak to myself, to take some time to really 
think about the heart posture in which I was like coming to that conversation. Mm. Cause I think there's a part of me that's angry. Yeah. What was, okay. You know? What was your angle then? And uh, what's changed? What's, what's your angle now? Like that, that heart uh, posture, you're I just a think bit angrier. I, I was just, okay. well, one, I was angrier, you know, like it, it was the beginning of COVID. Everybody's, mm, mm-hmm. everybody's literally like, I there's no that. greater opportunity in the history of America to like get church right. And everybody already can't go anywhere. So why don't we just like maybe pastors gather together, have a unified stream for like the church of Modesto or something and like just encourage the body as a whole. But no, everybody's got to go to their own lane. They've got to like, you know, record their own live stream. So I'm scrolling on Facebook Sunday mornings every Sunday for a year and a half or whatever. And it's it's 150 different churches all at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Like just on my news feed on Facebook that are within a half mile of each other because everybody's competing for Internet space. Yeah. And that it was like frustrating, you know, and so there was like partially like a guy's. There's never been a, a, a greater gift from God than right now to like, how do we just in unity reach these people? But yeah, you know, we can get into that later and stuff. But a lot of that, it, it comes down to the kingdoms we've built and yeah. the, the structures we've built in areas that we are disunified and we don't make an effort for unity. And then some of it, maybe there's more things. I'm not going to generalize the whole thing, but it was frustrating. My point is, is along that, with, is that, so, I mean, obviously I, yeah, I know yeah. you pretty well, but maybe I can still clarify mm-hmm. anyways. So it's your words, not mine. Um, is that you were frustrated by the idolatry in our systems yes. and the missed opportunity yes, or, or probably not missed, but maybe intentionally neglected. I think that's mm. a much more frustrating. Yeah. I, yes. Experience to watch. Yeah, it's not simple to say missed opportunity would excuse a lot of people that I think really need to own up, man up, and take some blame here. You know. Yeah, I agree. And so, I think the the thing is, it's neglect. And I look at the bride of Christ, and I and I go, man, there's something to this. Like every picture we have in Scripture is literally this beautiful wedding. And, and I, I've said this before, I said this like a couple years ago, but just to, to hammer it home again, you're going to hear me say it all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like literally, Diana, we're, imagine us getting married a, a decade ago and you have a few wish wishes, you know, and just imagine I do like half of them and I show up on our, on our wedding day and I, I just don't care about the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have a fancy wedding for those of you wondering. I know. I'm, I'm like, honestly, a, I probably would have a horrible <laughs> example. Really we got married is. in blue I jeans in the living room. But, but whatever the case is, you know, like someone gets if married. We were different people. Yeah. Someone that carries <laughs> cares about uh, a wedding. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. Plans married. a wedding. They're planning a day. And, right? and then someone yeah. shows up. They don't have. They didn't wear their tux. They just showed up in like basketball shorts, and they forgot their <laughs> ring. You know, they brought the other person's ring, and then they forgot to organize catering. Oh, but they did like make sure they organized the honeymoon at least, and they did like remember to invite your parents. So that's good. And like, and would you, would you be satisfied like with that no. day? Would that be enough? I'd you be know? super concerned about your commitment, and, well, right? Yes. Like, no, 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 hey, that's, you're that's about to point. make a much more serious vow than helping me plan this. Totally. And yeah. so to me, I look at the church and I go, it's the exact same thing. Every description of it we have in scripture is, it's this wedding day. I mean, we're literally yeah. read about in Revelation, the marriage supper of the lamb. And you know, and this is going to be like a feast. It's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. But yet it's like the wedding no one really cares about. It's the wedding that we just mm-hmm. neglect in the church. And that's the thing that was like so frustrating. It's just like, yeah, we're literally like forgetting the rings, forgetting the honeymoon. We're forgetting the all this stuff in this picture of being the bride to Christ, you know, and, and we just act like it's okay. We, we just go, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like he meets us where we are. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, no. 
don't mistake God's redemption for like his perfect pleasing will. Absolutely. And so that frustration, I think a little bit in the podcast when we first did it and on some of my Instagram posts and stuff, it did bleed over. Mm-hmm. And and to some degree, there's yeah. a, there is a, like a holy, I think, part of that. Yeah. But I think there's also, there, there's a part that could be, I guess, stewarded a little bit better. And so there's like a real <laughs> vision that the Lord like gave me. And, and um, when I started out on that, and I, but I want to steward it better. And so we got 20 episodes in. I'll, I just hated social media. And so then it was like, well, uh, this is a lot. And I am getting kind of more irritated the more I do this. And so I just want to take a break, you know? And so kind of went cold Turkey for a couple of years. We went through a lot uh, in our yeah. marriage and yeah. through uh, a lot of hard missions ministry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ministry things. Um, but I think we came out closer than ever and we are, I think in a good place to steward that vision well now and hopefully meet a lot of the need that was there then. And I believe it's here now because at the end of the day, I don't think it's just as simple as, a bunch of discontent, bitter people. I think these are stirrings that the Holy Spirit is doing in the heart yeah. of every believer in America. And some of us just harden our hearts to it. We don't want anything to do with it, but some of us are open and we're, we're peeking with curiosity at, at, wait, but what, what might this look like in a holy and pleasing way to God? And so this is the dialogue for that. Yeah, we definitely got at least one other episode out of that as well, where uh, you talk about how we are failing to prepare for that wedding day. That's pretty loaded. I understand like, okay, your frustration is coming because you feel like we are failing to prepare for that wedding day. So I know that that's loaded and that's pretty packed. So that's, hey, cool. We just found another episode idea. That's yes. that's kind of nice. That's who can check that one off. Yeah, that was the that was the light version. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, just... no, I know. I, I think there's a big fact. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? How can you say mm-hmm. that? What is that? You know, so I am. Yeah, we'll expand. Later. Excited. Yeah. yeah, to get into that at some point. And then you also you grew up in the American church. Yes. And so you sort of grew up with this idea of this is normal. And what I am experiencing now, that's oh, what I'm experiencing, here it is in the Bible. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible means here. And so you had to go through a process of, oh, man. But, you know, I go to these other places or I just go from one church to the next to the next. Even in America, I get outside of America and then wait a minute and then you have me over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where <laughs> I'm just asking all these questions because it's all new to me. Um, and, you know, so you had to go through a process of evaluating for your own self all of the things the framework that you were given as you were growing up mm-hmm. um and i think that also makes you a great candidate sort of to be sitting here having this conversation you're going to be so many people will be able to relate to you yeah totally yeah yeah absolutely yeah we're, we're very unique mix in that because you didn't go to you weren't raised in church at all no we end up married and you have this pure idea of the church just from the word yeah and i have yep. this very filtered you know prescribed already by man view of what the church is and yeah you know it's it's different we come from different angles you know but we've we've had a real sweet time of you know discovering and diving into what god says above all and and clinging to that and being okay with if even if that causes maybe ruffles feathers with with yeah that's been i think the biggest back and forth for me you know, my, bo- my boldness of our will friends change. are pastors yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. in the church world. Yeah. And they don't necessarily like some of the convictions that 
we've gotten from the word, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. We're not calling anybody's card here, but we're, we're trying to just be faithful to what God has put before us. And yeah, I mean, we're sitting with a combined hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt because that was, that's how you become a pastor in America, right? You go to Liberty online or you go to get your seminary degree and then you go, you you have the freedom to work at a church now. At least that's what I was taught my whole life. Yeah. You know, and will we ever pay off those loans? Probably not. Thank you, Biden and everybody else for, you know, <laughs> you know, giving us income based payments that make it so we can live still. I think but, it was all the way back during the Obama era. Yeah. No, mostly. I mean, but it's, I, that's yep. We're counting on that. Oh, no. We're, <laughs> or the Lord to come back. Either way, that day. We'll get let's just be honest. Regardless of political views, we're leaning hard on the Dems right now. So the thing it's, is, oh, like, yeah. well, it's, uh, just so I can feed my kids. That's all. That's no, that's, that's a really good other another idea for a podcast so, episode. Is just um, why do we have to lean on the government instead of the church hmm. as missionaries in America? Yeah, mm, I don't know. So it's a good thing. Anyways, in in all that though, what it, it it just raises a lot of questions because we're not the only people that have accumulated student loan debt because we're told that's what it looks like to serve Jesus in America, go get a Christian degree, then work at a church. You know, we're not the only people that have experienced um, a lot of the shortcomings of the toxic leadership. We're not the only people that have experienced people that even mentored and raised us that ended up in jail, you know, because of whatever. Yeah. Issues with minors and various other things. We've seen it time and time again over the last decade in ministry. And so... What this all comes back to at the end of the day in Naked Church is there is an exodus from the church happening. Barna mm-hmm. Group has reported this. Tons of people have reported this, that people are leaving the church in hurts. Now, I don't think the real church is actually leaving at the end of the day. Like, the real church is is going to be the church regardless. It's a bold statement. But I think... The reality is like you read of uh, the parable of the sower and stuff mm-hmm. and you think about yep. people that are think about that one a lot. Yeah. This, the worries of the world or, you know, the deceitfulness of wealth and the lust for other things. Absolutely. All yeah. this stuff is just snatching out good seeds that were planted. Yeah. And um, that concerns me a lot because I think the reality is as we've talked to hundreds of if not thousands of people over the last few years yeah. about the state of the church and the, the the problem that they have isn't even necessarily the things the church is doing, but it's the lack of conversation. That's where they yeah. leave, right? Yeah. Because they That's, might be frustrated. People, yeah. Yeah, they might have a problem. That we've seen. But the thing is, it's 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 the lack of conversation. There, this art of like any sort of critical dialogue. Yeah. It, it, we're, we're we're wimps, dude, in the church. Like we're too easily offended. And they just it's have some serious seen. questions. Yeah, as but adversarial. The, yes, yes, exactly. As no, soon as people I know, ask the I questions, know. that's the great word. It, it's like adversarial to people. It's like, oh, well, that's a, that's, I take a personal offense to that. And, and it becomes like this thing where people can't even have a conversation. Yeah. And the reality is a lot of these people that are leaving churches aren't necessarily Christians. I think that that's one, on one hand true. Yeah. Um, but as Christians, as people where everything should be in the light, if people have a question, why just throwing out there, a senior pastor makes 150 grand a year and a youth pastor makes 50 grand a year. They work the same amount of hours, this, that, and the other. And they Do, usually don't though. They, they, <laughs> Let's be honest. A youth pastor usually works a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get people turning this podcast off immediately. No, 
know. I it, just have you like go talk to it, any church yes, staff. No. That's how it works. Uh, no, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't even have words to. Yes, no, I'm there, sorry, I detracted on, from your. Depends point. on the youth pastor, but anyways, yeah, that's true. You, you got a very broad spectrum there, but my point is, the reality is, like, if people have questions on that, regardless of whether or not they're true or not, we don't even need to make a statement on whether or not that's just or unjust. Totally. Doesn't the conversation deserve to be had? Yeah. Well, so I would add, you know, you said that um, we don't allow for those questions. I think part of, so I don't know, maybe if I can steal a couple minutes here just to say, I guess, why I am here in a sense. Like I did not grow up in a Christian home. I had very limited exposure to the Christian church before, I don't know, I was 17 when I moved out to Colorado and started going to church out there with you guys. So um, I really had the benefit of coming in with a clean slate and uh, discovering a lot of things firsthand through the Bible and then um, had the benefit of, you know, we start touring and we're going to every flavor of Christian throughout America. Mm -hmm. And that made it so that I couldn't be... Other, other people couldn't, they they just didn't have that space to interpret the Bible with such great authority for me because the next place that I went to where I'm meeting someone new who I respect, who has like knowledge, who's been a Christian for however long, they're gracious, whatever, um, you know, they have a completely different interpretation, understanding. And so it made it so I'm, I'm receiving all this conflict and I really had to keep going back to just the word and be like, okay, God, what does this look like? Where are you at in all yeah. of this? Um, what, what was the thing that you had said right before that? Talking about being like that people deserve to have the conversation. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. So because I was a fresh believer, um, I was less often in those early days seen as adversarial, I think though my, my personality is, you know, yeah. I, I am that challenger, which I bring totally. to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think my, as a fresh believer, um, that was a lot less threatening when I came and I asked those questions. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, okay, wait, but we were just at this church and it was so genuine in my question asking yeah. too. And, um, I'm just looking for like, what, what is going on? Like, I, I really want to know, will you tell me? And I think people appreciate that genuine approach. Um, I didn't have any sort of ax to grind in those, in those questions. And that helped a lot. And people were gracious with me, but I'll tell you what, um, I got a whole lot of, well, this is, this is what this means. And this is why we do this. And I'm just like, and they're pointing to something or maybe they're not pointing to anything in the Bible. So I asked them to take me to the Bible and and then they go somewhere and I'm like, we'll reread it. And I'm not seeing the connection, how like, like okay wait so you're saying that when jesus says this you're saying that looks like what you're doing here that's what that means you know and i'm still a little lost there and it it kind of did a number on my relationship with god over the years and that it's just a thing where i think perhaps worse than even a like oh we don't really talk about that or an outright hostility is mm-hmm. more of a like, no, let me just like twist this. Right. Let me, let me totally twist this so that you come to understand it in this very wrong way. Um, and I think that a lot of people experience that from their mm-hmm. church leadership where they're reading the word and then they go to these people with spiritual authority for some clarity 
to be to just be like uh you know i was reading this and i feel so i feel confliction they they come with that like they're alive the word has opened their eyes and now they're like because it's literally the word of god that's brought life to them and it's doing what it's supposed to do and they go to their their spiritual leadership authority and they start asking questions about it and then that spiritual leadership authority just tries to completely take away it's like they talk these people out of their conviction i was talked out of my pure understanding with the lord so in so many ways and that's where you know i i definitely over the years have felt that whole oh man but like if i talk about this it's going to make this person feel threatened or insecure Mm. and it's not it's literally not my words it's straight Jesus, totally. but like I can't talk about it because if I do, they want me to interpret it the way that works for their life. Yeah, and so I guess I just have to like it must it must not be God's word must not mean what it seems yeah. to clearly mean, and um, that brings me to this place in my life where I'm like, man, I know I I understand that cost. Yeah. Like I sacrificed intimacy in my relationship with the Lord and my devotion to him so that I wouldn't cause offense to other people. But now I'm very much like you can't you can't talk me out of it. Yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> like, if you're offended with me or or I'm people, pretty comfortable like it's not point, me. Yeah, you're offended by the cross. You're yeah. offended by Jesus or God's description of the church. Yeah, and it's not you know, and within that, there's so much room for diversity of thought, and totally. it's it's beautiful, and it's a it's amazing how diverse God Himself is, um, and the allowances that He gives us for that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I, I find it kind of ironic because usually I'm that person that comes in like this is I'm motivated to to right wrongs and stop injustice, and you're a little bit more like that on the conversation about the church, and I'm a bit more like. But I have tasted and seen, like, don't tell me it doesn't work. Yeah. Don't try and, like, undermine the faith that I have in God to do what he says he'll do. Like, I have tasted and I've seen, would you just try? Come come and see. Taste of God's goodness. Have that faith. Um, so they are, for sure, different angles. Yeah. That hopefully will come together real nice. Yeah, so that's why we're here. At the end of the day... I think that critical dialogue needs to be in the church. Yeah. We need to be able to answer everything for everything we're doing anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it, the reality is if we if, shouldn't feel quite like we shouldn't feel threatened by basic questions. No. And or if even these are going to be questions. broad sweeping principles for how not just we church plant, but how we teach generations to come to church plant, then we should be able to answer for them and not take offense at those principles when they're questioned, but just provide the simple answer. You know, and if someone has a differing of you, you know, we don't need to, they don't need to be our adversaries. Just, just work through it as brothers and sisters, have the conversation and truth, truly let it come back to the word. And so at, at the heart of this, we're hoping that we can, by just us even conversing about some of these things and, you know, we will be posting online our social medias and stuff. So if you want to see or have questions, like, please ask we would, we would gladly answer those questions and just come talk for 30 minutes. This is going to be very unfiltered and raw. Diana and I are not talking about things ahead of time. We're not making a bunch of bullets that we're going to hit. We're, we're just kind of going to take questions as they come. We're going to take thoughts that we have, make a topic and talk. So you're, you're just imagine you're, you're sitting in the living room with us for 30 minutes and you're talking about (laughs) whatever topic we're, we're having, you know, welcome to 
our living room. Welcome to the conversation. This is what Naked Church is all about, and we'll see you next time.